What is up, everybody? Love you guys. Check this out. Welcome to another episode of the Legacy Quest Podcast, where we're brought to you by Bowman Legacies. Making life better for the blue-collar worker, one CEO at a time, all the while striving to encourage the world. <laughs> Hear the deep breath there. <laughs> try to suck it all in while I could there. All right, everybody, welcome to the Legacy Quest podcast. And we've talked about all kinds of things. We've had all kinds of guests on here. But today I want to talk to you about something that I'm not seeing a lot of. And that is simply this, you know, we hear we're hearing more and more and more about leadership, especially those of us that are seeking to be great leaders. And we're hearing more and more about this great information that's being laid out to us on podcasts, on television shows, on YouTube and whatever else, Spotify, wherever else you decide to hear that from. And we have great people out there such as, you know, um, Ed Milet and um, John Maxwell and Leif Babin and Jocko Willink. And the list goes on and on and on as it pertains to leadership. There's a great book out there called Lead from the Middle. And I want to apologize to guys here right in the very beginning. I'm having a difficult time breathing today, so it's all good. So please excuse the <gasps> every once in a while. Um, and so we, we see all this and we see all of it and we see all of it and we see all this information. And so we see this expectation and this importance of how to lead. But what I'm not seeing a lot of, you know, uh, other than, you know, how to mentor is how to be mentored. I'm not seeing a lot out there right now on how to be mentored or how to allow yourself to be mentored. I know for me personally growing up, I always wanted a mentor. And I didn't get that person until I was well into my 30s. And, you know, thank God for that guy. But I really didn't have anybody instrumental to take me under their wing that actually knew what they were talking about or really was trying to invest in me to make me not only better at my craft, but a better human being all around, like a better husband, a better father, a better leader. And when Perry came into my life, man, how fortunate was that? But I had never really been taught up to that point, like, you know, how do you get mentored? How do you allow people to mentor, especially if you don't have that specific person in your life? And this is what I want to say. First and foremost, it starts right here, guys. You're trying to improve yourself, and that's why you're on this podcast today. You're trying to glean something. And you may not have that that um, stereotypical mentor as we see it, right? You don't have that person in your life who's investing in you just for the sake of you, or you may not have that coach. So here's one of my takes. And I'm going to tell you, this is a double take. This is a triple take. This is something you really want to take notes on and take home with you. And that is this. Knowing what not to do is really half the battle. You know, I never forget just being in prayer and fasting over a place that I was working at. It was a non-for-profit and it was so soulless and I really hated working there. It was this echo chamber of just hopelessness. And so often I saw how people were just so unhappy when they worked there. And I was so, I just knew it could be different. I knew it could be better, but I didn't know how to change those things. And I just remember hearing back in all that time of prayer and in all that time of fasting was this, I'm teaching you all the things I don't want you to be. So knowing what not to do is totally half of the battle. Understanding that no matter what your manager looks like, your supervisor, your superintendent, your foreman looks like, your boss looks like, doesn't matter. The president of the organization 
you are learning who not to be. And this is a very valuable lesson. I learned during that time that, hey, it didn't help when you yelled at me, so I didn't yell. I didn't give unreasonable demands to people because it was done to me. And the pressure that it put me under was was really big. And I didn't like that putting on me. So I learned not to do that by learning from just bad leaders. You can learn so much and you can allow them to mentor you. But on the other side of that, there's a dark side of that that keeps you in this mindset of learning how bad that leader is. I challenge you to take that a step further with that bad leader and see where they're doing well. See the good things that they're doing too. And that takes a harder, that takes a harder glance from someone who is really willing to think on a, on a grander level than just themselves and what they assume the world to be. Okay, I've got a bad leader. I definitely can learn how not to follow this person, not to yell, not to be a narcissist, not to do this, not to do that, not to undermine things, not to belittle, not to take credit for something that I didn't do. I can learn all that from this bad leader. But... But the greater challenge, and I think where you really begin to learn and humble yourself is going, hey, where's this guy? Where's this gal doing it right? Where's this person just slaying it? And that is something that really takes the right heart. Once you're able to look at a person in that mindset, I'm going to tell you, it puts your heart in that right way. Now, here's the next thing. <laughs> here's the next thing. Here, here's even further than the icing on the cake. This is the cherry on top. Then ask yourself, all right, I'm looking at all the things this guy's doing wrong. I'm doing, looking at all the things this person's doing right. And then the cherry on top is to say, what can I do to make their life better and serve them in a great way? Now that takes a humble heart because I, I, I say this often on my posts and on YouTube is to stay hungry, but stay humble. And when you learn how to serve even the most unscrupulous of leaders, you're going to learn how to lead. You're going to learn how to lead. So allow these people to mentor you. So to recap, look at all the things they're doing wrong and don't do those things. Look at all those things that they're doing right and emulate those things and make it their own, your own. And then the cherry on the top is to ask yourself, how can I serve this person my best of my ability? Because that's going to help you hone your craft. That's going to help you move forward on a massive scale. That's going to that's the humbling part. That's also going to get you a reputation of a person who can work with anybody. And that alone, oh my goodness, that takes you really, really, really far in your career that will take you really far with other people because they gain a great respect for you because like this dude, this gal can literally, this person can literally work with anybody and work well with anybody. And so I just want to encourage you to do that. The next phase of how to be mentored is being open, just being open, being open to learn from people. So often we don't allow ourselves to learn from people who are trying to teach us. You know, when we're young, we hear a lot of, I know, I know, I know, you know, I hear that a lot from uh, teenagers when I've worked with them. I know. You know, hey, bud, you know, I want you to consider this. I know. I'm already, I know. Well, if you know, then why am I having to tell you? Number one. Number two, if you know, then appreciate the fact that I care enough to share this information with you. So young people, when your mom and dad come and try to tell you something that you already know, they're just telling you because they love you. It's just telling you, so you've got to humble yourself a little bit here and listen, being a mentoree, someone who's being mentored, if you want to be successful at being mentored, learn to listen, learn to listen. 
this is one of the best guides as a leader that I have in my toolbox because for seven years I counseled people and you're sitting in a room with someone or you're on the phone or you're on a Zoom call and you have to learn to listen. You have to learn to listen to all the things they're not telling you. You've got to have some great instincts and I think great instinct comes through experience and listening, trying to really find out what people are saying, even when they're not saying it. Now, that is something. That's a skill. And so learning to listen to people and being patient is such a great skill. And what this does for you later when you're leading and you're willing to listen, those people that you lead, once they realize you're willing to listen, they're willing to hear you. Does that make sense? Once you're willing to listen, they're willing to hear what you have to say. And so that compassion that you show other people by giving them that attention. You know, when I have clients and if I'm going out to eat with them or, you know, here I am at a dinner in a restaurant, what they're, one of the first things they're going to see me do and I do right in front of them is I silence my phone and I'll put it under my hat or I'll face it down if I'm not wearing a hat on the table. So they know they have all of me in that moment. And I ask a lot of questions during that time. But during that time, because I'm asking questions, I'm forcing them to speak in such a way that I can give them that opportunity to understand that I'm truly there to listen, to hear what they have to say, and then compute it as logic. I'm looking for trends and commonalities during that time and things that can help me help them. Oh, there goes back to that servant thing. So if you want to be a leader, you've got to listen so that you can learn how you can help them. Okay, so listening is such a a divine and beautiful skill. The other thing that I want to say is this. So often we expect so much from our leaders and we don't have a lot of grace for them, but we expect them to have grace for us. Right. We expect for them to forgive us. We we when we mess up, we expect them to help us to move forward. We expect them to teach us from their knowledge, to help us with our craft from their experience so that we can move forward. But when is grace given? When is grace given? I remember working for a very fast moving company and someone was just really chewing out without that person, other person there, but our, our vice president, he was a Harvard grad and he's probably, he's just a really sweet guy. And finally I looked at that person who was just cussing and just berating that person behind their back. And I just said, Hey, this guy's coming into the dirt world from Harvard. Give him a chance. He's a smart guy. He's done great things for other organizations. Give him a chance. Slow down and stop being so critical and put this in context of what this poor guy knows and what he doesn't know. They were making fun of him because while he was on site, he was so awkward and and he was he was almost, you know, seemed scared and timid. Well, you would be, too, if you've never been on a giant mine site with D9 dozers flying everywhere and the largest cat uh, uh, hoe or as my wife calls diggers that are out there, you know, and just uh, lots of traffic from articulated haul trucks and water trucks and, and skid steers and, you know, scrapers and all this stuff's going on everywhere. And then you're going to throw blasting into the whole thing and drilling. And this guy's never even seen this world. And this is the first time he's boots on the ground. Dude, let it go. This guy needs some time to acclimate. Stop expecting him to be perfect. And it took him a while to find his voice because he had worked with predominantly executive workers his whole life, people in the financial realm, people in other realms, you know, so he he had never talked to blue collar dirt people and it took him a while to find his voice. Give him some credit. Give him some time. 
Give them some time to acclimate. But we expect perfection from our leaders. But when, as mentorees or those who are following, do we ever give them grace? So I think this is a very important element of that, is to give your leaders grace and expect them to fail. Expect them to fail. It's okay. It's okay. Now, here's the other thing that I want to talk about. When I grew up, I'll never forget going to a job site and getting pretty berated and cursed from one end down to the other for something I didn't know was wrong, and then I messed up. And I remember someone coming up to me later and apologizing for that business owner and saying, you know what, you're only 17 years old. You didn't know. You were only doing like I asked you to do. I didn't have a problem with it. He shouldn't have cussed you like that. And I looked directly in his eyes and said, brother, if you think that's bad, I've got worse cousins at home from my dad. <laughs> now, it's so for me growing up when I got the cussings, um, it didn't bother me because I grew up with it. Now, that doesn't make it right. I'm not condoning someone just berating someone, right? But again, we're learning, like from the beginning of this, what not to be and who not to be. But not only that, we need to learn to listen in such a way that we're hearing the heartbeat of what they're saying when people are giving you the cussing. Because a lot of the times the cursing is not anger. It's anger brought on by fear. So it's a fear response, typically. They're fear, afraid of something getting screwed up, afraid of getting in trouble for something, afraid of being blamed for something they do, they didn't do, uh, for, uh, fear of losing money. Because at that time, I was a hod carrier, for those of you who know, you know, and I was picking up large pieces of limestone, and we were making these retention walls, and I threw the limestone in from one pile to another, which was okay for that other guy, my, my foreman. It was not okay from the... Uh, the owner of the business because I was breaking it. And so he felt like I was wasting money. I was breaking lime, the limestone and busting it up. And he didn't like that. And so um, I got a pretty good tongue lashing. And so what we have to understand is we have to think of a bigger with a bigger mind. We're not children anymore. Okay. And even if you're a child today and you're listening, look, I want you to understand that the cussing or someone coming down on you and absolutely verbally beating you up, one is not violence. Violence is violence. Physical violence is violence. That thought process is garbage. We need to throw it in the trash. We need to make ourselves tough in this life because life is hard. It's brutal. And sometimes it's undaunting. And it is dark. We have to toughen ourselves up and prepare ourselves to be strong for hard times. And hard times isn't working a 60-hour work week. Hard times is much worse than that, okay? And so what we have to understand is we've become very soft in how people talk to us. So when you get that tongue lashing, what I want you to do instead is take a deep breath. Focus. Don't tighten up. Don't tighten your shoulders up. Don't grit your face and don't respond in kind. Instead, learn. Strive to learn from what that person is saying. I'll never forget being on a site and being cussed and cussed and cussed. You should have did this. You should have done that. You should have did this. And this was wrong. That was wrong. And this was wrong. And that was wrong. And he was right about every single thing he said. Did he present it to me in the right way? No. What I had to do in that moment was grow up and go, you know what? This person has not grown up. This person is still reacting like a child. This person is throwing a fit, but still what they said is right. I need to own it and make it right. And in that alone, later, we had a side conversation where he came and he apologized to me because I took the extra mile to make it right instead of being a privileged, butthurt person 
who's just he cussed at me oh my god what am i gonna do <laughs> oh he yelled at me look i hate saying it like that and i know that sounds so condescending but that's how it sounds and that's how it is We've got to toughen up. Now, toughening up does not mean being bitter. It doesn't mean being a jerk. And it doesn't mean um, uh, just absolutely uh, dismissing others and being hateful. But what it does mean is growing up in such a way that we know that not everybody's well-rounded. I'll never, I keep saying I'll never forget. It's kind of like my go-to, but I will. I'll never forget sitting in a, on top of a mountain. And I mentioned this in the book, Lead from the Middle. And... The site superintendent came in and he was cussing us. I mean, so many four-letter words strung one after another. And for something that one of the things we didn't even do is actually his crew had done it. We found out later. It wasn't something we were even remotely involved in, but uh, he blamed us for it. He liked to do that. And there he is cursing us. But I knew that if I fought back in that moment, 75 workers who were, we were hot seating equipment, hot seating equipment just means that once a shift was over and that worker got out of a piece of equipment, for those of you who don't know, another person got in right there. So in other words, the, the seat was still warm from the other person. And we were doing that six days a week. And so here this guy came in and he's yelling and he's screaming at us. And I knew if I fought back, he had the right and the ability to kick us out. And 75 of my guys who were hot seat and equipment six days a week were going home and we didn't have a job site to send them to. I needed to grow up in that moment. All because someone yells at me, all because somebody was screaming at me, didn't mean that I needed to get hateful and mean and butthurt like a child and whimper off because I got my wrist slapped for something I didn't do. Instead, I sat there and I tried to hear the things he was actually saying that I could control and help with and make better. And I explained that and fleshed that out more in the book, Lead from the Middle. I really encourage you to get that book. I believe for those of you who are young leaders, it will change your life. I really believe that it will set you on such a good ground for leadership. And I also believe for those of you who are longer in the tooth and you've gone for a while, this will revitalize your hopes for leadership and grow you and teach you something new as well. But what I want to encourage you to do is from now on, be a constant learner. And I'm going to close with this. I had a friend of mine once tell me every band needs a Paul in his life and a Timothy. Now, these are people from a book called the Bible. And Paul was the older guy and Timothy was the one being mentored. And so what he meant by that was you always should have someone in your life who's been there, done that and mentoring you. And you should always be bringing someone up who's not been there that you can lead and mentor. In other words, learning how to be led and be mentored is a lifelong endeavor we should never want to be the one and only leader at the top, no accountability, nobody telling us what to do, because that's the lack of humility. I had a young man one time that told me, I want to make F you money. I want to get to that point where no one can tell me what to do. And I thought, man, I didn't really know how to address that in that moment because he was so heated and, and he needed to have that moment because he was so jaded and hurt. But what I understood by him saying that was ultimately, I don't want to be accountable to anybody. I believe if you're going to grow strong as a leader, you always need to stay humble. You always need to be stay hungry and you always need to be in a state of learning from someone. You always need to stay humble in such a way that you're trying to serve somebody. You're trying to help somebody. So if you're president of an organization today, you are serving your people. You're serving your client. They're really your boss in many ways. And you can see where you're failing and you can see where you're falling short through their eyes and through their lens. 
And those of you that are coming up along the way, man, learn what not to do. Learn to listen. Learn to have grace for your leaders because one day you'll be in that position. You will be there. Sure enough, as you keep moving forward, you keep stepping forward, you keep pressing forward, you keep giving it your all, you're going to end up there. And when you end up there, you're going to need to have these lessons learned and constantly growing because you're never going to arrive. I say this to crowds all the time when I keynote speak, and that is this. Look, a football player in his 40s is an old man. A UFC fighter in his 40s is an old man. But, but... A a learner of leadership can be eternal. A learner of leadership can be always. A learner of leadership can be forever. You you know, you you can time out physically as being a professional uh, athlete at some point. That's right. But the fact of the matter is, even so, that's all true. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, leadership is the one thing that you can do forever. And leadership means that you're walking through life with some humility. You're walking through life with kindness in your heart. You're walking through life understanding you've got to have those hard conversations. You're walking through life knowing that you've got to hear those hard conversations. Walking through life knowing that you've got to listen. That you've got to learn what not to do. You've got to learn what to do. You've got to learn to serve. And when you do these things consistently in your life, it's going to bleed over at home. And you're going to be that humble yet hungry leader that your kids, your wife, your husband can lean on in times of trouble. And when they're in an emergency and they're in their times of worry, they're going to come to you. And that's the type of person I want to be. I love you guys so much. I hope this helps today. Do these things consistently. And I promise you, you will build a legacy that will far surpass your legend. And while doing so, you're going to inspire others to do the same. And that, my friends, is how we change the world.